0: Hi, Brandon Monroe here, and you're listening to The Bernie Breakdown. Well, I was really hoping to just bury this music for a while, but based off of everything that Las Vegas produced. uh, We're we're back using it again. I'm Brandon Monroe, and alongside me, as always, is Mark Chavez, and uh, joining us for the first time in a long time, uh, Jeremy Miller. How's it going, Jeremy?
1: Alright, just happy to, uh, you know, be getting towards the end of the season.
0: (laughs) I I think we're all at that point right now. Um, Obviously, everybody's going to be talking about the Cup Race. As always, let's start with the first race of the weekend, the Xfinity Series race. Looked like it was going to be uh, Noah Gregson cruising to the victory. Uh, victory, Unfortunately for Noah, uh, Homestead got a little bit of a jump start on him. We're used to seeing him get screwed out of wins there. Kind of happened to him here at Vegas. Uh, had a huge lead, I believe, on Ty Gibbs. I think it was around six seconds. And we had a caution for a car getting loose. I'll just be honest and say, you know, say what we saw. There were people at the race. And our buddy Mocha, he's been on the podcast before. Um, He actually messaged us and said, hey, what was this yellow for? We didn't see anything on the track. Brandon Jones got loose. Very similar incident earlier in the race with Trevor Bain, where he saved the car. Also, I think this is pretty similar to what we saw happen to Brandon Jones at Texas a couple weeks ago at the very beginning of the race where there was no yellow Mm -hmm. thrown. So NASCAR throws a yellow. You know, as maybe uh, Tony Stewart's SRX series would call a fun flag, because that's really what it felt like. And Noah Gregson's lead, gone. Uh, next thing you know, Josh Barry. credit to him. He steps up to the plate. He battles to the lead. He wins the race. Drastically affects the playoff picture. Barry was out. He was pretty close with Austin Hill and A.J. Allmendinger for that last spot at the time. Now Barry's in. Uh, Noah Gregson... Ty Gibbs, they're still pretty safe. Justin Allgaier now with a 15-point lead over Austin Hill. 16 back to AJ Allmendinger, who struggled, had some tire issues, finished multiple laps down, picked a really bad time for his worst race of the year. Just, it's so frustrating to see what happened here because there's no reason for that yellow, and not only did you drastically affect the race, you turn the point system, you know, the point standings just upside down, and you're in a drastically different situation than it would have been if you let the race play out naturally.
2: I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, I don't disagree with any of it. Um, obviously it upset a lot of things, but you would, this wouldn't exist without the playoffs. Uh, this would be a caution. And other yeah, year this wouldn't, it would be something people brought up, but it wouldn't feel like it's another, another item to point to over the last couple of months that, uh, haven't gone well, but I mean, at the end of the day, they all did put under the same situation and Gregson still could have won the race. I just, I don't want to act like this is like he was, he obviously had to go out there and get it again, but he was, there wasn't a mistake on pit road. They just didn't get it done.
0: Yeah, you know, that's, that's fair. And that's why I don't want to discredit Josh Berry for that because. He needed to step up and he did. And he was able to, you know, take control of the race from there and ultimately won. It wasn't like Barry was awful. You know, he was he had a solid day. It's just, you know, Gregson had that race I don't want to say unlock, you know, there was still a decent amount of laps left and I joke about Homestead. But, you know, we've, we've seen him lose that homestead in crazy ways, too. So not out of the realm of possibility something could happen. Go to add the tire, go down. There could have been a real accident. But it's just frustrating. I think my major frustration is just this just compiles on everything that's happened over the last two months. And you have another issue like this. It, it really just kind of makes you want to bash your head through a wall.
1: Yeah, it's you know, the sanctioning body has been through probably one of the worst stretches, if not the worst stretch that they've ever been through in the history of, like, the entire sport. I it, I it feels like anything they can get wrong, they've gotten wrong for almost half the year now. And, you know, you have all the injuries on the cup side, you have Kurt's announcement this past, like, again, it's just... It, it all comes back to the sanctioning body, it really... Feels like they're just kind of piling in on themselves at this point. They can't stop shooting themselves in the foot, and you know the playoffs are one of those things that have been probably less popular with some of the uh, older fans going back because most people don't really like the idea of a single race determining the champion than versus the classic entire season format. And then you do something like this that makes it look even more like a joke. Those fans are just going to be more upset, and honestly this is the kind of thing that even makes it less enjoyable for a casual fan, probably because it may like, you know, you sit there an entire Saturday afternoon watching a Xfinity race and then a God awful call like that changes the outcome of the race. It's going to leave a sour taste in anyone's mouth. So it's just really a bad look for the sport right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, you saw that from a lot of people. And I think, I think a lot of people were outspoken about everything going on after last week with uh, the Cole Custer situation. Um, and this, you know, in the, the grand scheme of things, no, nowhere near as bad as what you saw at, or not what, not what you saw at the Roval. I think we all agree that was pretty fair game, more so the penalty after that just makes you feel like the the people running the show right now are just completely disconnected from what is actually going on. At least it feels that way, you know, um, this one, I think this is, you know, your typical NASCAR fun flag. You've seen it happen all the time, and it's uh, you know just it's just frustrating. And uh, you know, at least at least Noah took it in stride. You know, he had a nice nice soundbite after the race. Haven't uh, haven't heard that one before. Driving your nutsack off, but I gotta got a laugh out of that. So you know, I think he's in a good spot. Unless something catastrophic happens in these next two races, I I think he's fine. You know, Justin Allgaier, Ty Gibbs. They're a little bit closer to that cut line. I I don't know how they're going to feel after everything's all said and done, but where we're at right now, you know, they got Austin Hill and A.J. Allmendinger, those are the guys that you got to look out for. Uh, Brandon Jones, not the best of days for him. Did come home ninth, but you need to do a little bit better in these situations. Sam Mayer brought it home seventh, but just not a lot of stage points. He was already in the hole. He is a lot further back in points right now, and he's probably going to need a win at this point. Could do it. You know, he's pretty good at the short tracks. You have Martinsville coming up, and he was there at the end of the race. Of course, Brandon Jones won in the spring, so I don't think those guys are completely out of it yet, but they're definitely well in the hole here with two races to go before the cut and uh, the final four.
1: Yeah, I just do have one last thing on that. I, I don't see that yellow as a fun flag. I think that is NASCAR jumping the gun and being conservative because of all the negative ways that they have messed up and getting a call wrong in the opposite direction of what we're typically used to seeing this year.
0: I mean, that's fair. They they did that at Kansas in the Xfinity Series race when they threw the yellow for rain and the rain didn't show up for another 20, 30 minutes and they're out there pacing under the yellow flags. So, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely a fair take. You know, they could just be erring on the side of caution, but sometimes that... That bites you. It did at Kansas, and it it did here today. Yeah, you know, as a as a junior fan and a junior motorsports fan, like Josh Berry winning, that's awesome. He's a great story. Like that's somebody that's had to grind for everything, even though he's always had Dale Junior there. You know, Junior didn't really give him any handouts. Not that he should have to. You know, he Josh worked for everything. He went down in the late models and he kicked ass down there, and they're able to find sponsorship for him, and he's making the most of it. You know, that's five wins in the last two seasons for him, driving a part-time schedule last year and full-time this year. Really cool to see him in the Final Four. I felt like he'd been slumping over the last couple weeks and months. He didn't feel like he had the speed that he had in the spring. So for him to be able to make that move and, you know, find his way at the front at the end of the race and, and go to victory lane and punch his ticket into the Final Four, you hear at least a good story out of it. So I, I'm very happy for Josh Berry. I don't know what he's going to be able to do at Phoenix. But the fact that he's there, I think that's awesome. And he's the only guy at Junior Motorsports right now who hasn't, you know, signed off on his plans for next year. I think we'd all be very surprised if Josh wasn't back in the car. But, you know, all the other seats are full. All Allgaier's coming back. Brandon Jones is coming over. Sam Mayer's coming back. Josh Berry's the last piece. I'm 110% expecting him to be back in that car. So, you know, we'll see. But just a... Uh, at least a, a good showing from Josh Barry. And even though I'm upset with how that race played out, I'm very happy for him. And uh, it's going to be pretty cool to see him running for a championship comes Phoenix.
1: I, I would uh, say as a JRM fan, you should be smiling right now
0: because I, I am. am. You know, I'm, I'm happy. It just, it, because it Noah sucks. should be fine. You, Noah like, should be fine. Yeah.
2: But so, I mean, it, it does. Noah will be fine probably, but it does throw potentially just Ongar on in the mix. We are in a situation now where We've had a very solid Final Four for most, if not the whole season, of AJ Allmendinger, Ty Gibbs, Noah Gregson, Justin Algar. One of them is not racing for a championship now. At least one.
0: I mean, yeah, you, I know we're talking about like AJ being on the outside right now, and I think Austin Hill was probably ahead of Barry in terms of guys throughout the playoffs anyways that you felt like, hey, he can make a run. He's still kind of lurking there. You're not wrong. It it would be, I think it'd be shocking if Ty Gibbs didn't get in more so than Allgaier, but they're very close in points. You know, one slip up from either one, and if Austin Hill could have an Austin Hill day or AJ could turn it around, this was like the worst race he's had all year. So it's not going to be shocking if they go to Homestead and he gets like eight, you know, eight stage points and finishes sixth. Then, you know, if one of those other two guys has a problem, then he's right back in it. So. They're they're definitely not out of it, but uh, you know, it sucks for them. <laughs> it sucks for them that Barry won the race, and they're in a much deeper hole than they could have been had that race played out. Ah, uh, taking a look at some noticeable finishers. I know one we're definitely gonna cir- circle two, and let's start off with her, uh, Haley Deegan. Thirteenth place finish, qualified twentieth, ran top twenty, top fifteen all day. Uh, definitely exceeded my expectations. I didn't expect her to qualify that good. I felt she could go up there and run well. You know, in her first truck start, she did finish 16th. She does have the ability to keep whatever she's driving clean. I know she's been and caught up in a lot of wrecks in the truck series, but I felt like very few of those were her fault. And I think we've all agreed that the people in the Xfinity series run a lot smarter <laughs> than the people in the truck series. And I did feel like if she could keep the car clean, she'd have a solid day. Um, yeah, you know, really, really wasn't expecting that good of a run out of her though. That was uh, pretty impressive for her first time out, even if it is a Stuart Haas Bat car. Um, still, really good run for her.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've seen uh, other guys run, you know, cars sometimes that they just kind of do nothing. Uh, but she went other. She raced. Um, she was like you said in the top twenty all day, uh, and it wasn't like a crazy race or anything in terms of a bunch of cars wrecking. If she had finished top 20, like top 20 at Texas, you literally got a top 20 by just surviving Uh, there. Almost a top 10. But here she ran all day, went a lap down, but it was to the point where I think there were 10 cars on the lead lap. Uh, Got her lap back under the last caution and still made up some spots with it for a a pretty solid finish, beating some guys that we've seen that maybe aren't in as good of equipment, but have been impressive. And I just think honestly more impressive than anyone she's had in the truck series
0: i mean she ran from what i'm seeing about a quarter of the race in the top 15 i know i wish we had like a top 20 stat because that it's funny like there's only five spots different there but i feel like the percentage would be a lot different but you know quarter of the race top 15 that's uh that's not a, fir- a bad first time showing and it sounds like there's going to be a lot of shakeups at Stuart Haas across the board in all the series. We'll get to some of the Cup stuff when we move on to the Cup series, but I know there's some question marks on Riley Herbst. I don't know if Haley Deegan's going to end up there, but even if she's driving like the 07 or the 08 next year, I mean, she's, I feel like she's going to be okay, you know.
2: Mm, I agree. I agree 100%. But uh, that
0: was. Probably you know the number one person you want to highlight. Uh, some other guys up there. I mean, Nick Sanchez came in twelfth. Anthony Alfredo got a top ten. Um, you know, some some surprisingly good runs for a yeah. lot of guys.
2: Uh, Nick Sanchez, Haley Deegan, uh, Kyle Weatherman, and then Raja, and even Parker Retzlaff for a while. Like all kind of run around each other all day. All pretty young guys looking for opportunity. So definitely uh, good to see them all run. Top twenty, top fifteen all day.
1: Yeah, Deegan, um I they, they the best thing for her career at this point would be moving her to that Xfinity series next year. There's far less depth of equipment in that series, and she's better in a less aerodynamic race car. So you're she's just gonna keep having these bad runs in the truck series if you keep her down here, which is just gonna absolutely shoot her confidence. So you, you push her up into the cup or the Xfinity series, sorry. Yeah, getting I'm, a little ahead of ourselves yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be much better for the long term half of her career at this point, even if yeah. she's maybe not as talented as you'd want her to be at that point. I think it's time.
0: It's like I'm I'm torn on the truck series because I can't. Th- th- those drivers do race like idiots. Carson are, <laughs> uh specifically, but, but like it, it's such a weird series now because I feel like. They run the spec engine. Now, obviously, you know, the the chassis are different. The bodies are different. But I think that's part of the reason why you were able to see, like, say, Ross Chastain, even though Ross, you know, great talent, contend for a championship driving for Nice Motorsports. So it's really hard to, like, gauge somebody like a Haley Deegan because you feel like, well, if the cars are, you know, they got the same power plant under them. They're all pretty similar. Should she be running better? you know, maybe, maybe she just doesn't take to the trucks. I know a lot of people have used the Jimmy Johnson argument. I, I've always said Jimmy Johnson is the exception to the rule where, you know, Oh, he wasn't that great in the Xfinity series, but he's seven time champ in the cup series. And obviously I don't think it's going to be that extreme with somebody like Haley Deegan moving up, but maybe, maybe that plays a role. I, I think a better one would probably be more like uh, Harrison Burton, who didn't win at KBM and then won four races his first year driving for JGR in the Xfinity Series, or even Austin Sindrick, you know, he only won one truck race, looked like he was lost at times on the ovals, and he became an Xfinity champion and somebody that I think in the Cup Series is going to have a really good career based on what we've seen this year. So, you know... Maybe maybe it is a truck problem. And if it is a truck problem, I think NASCAR needs to revisit that and um, try to figure out what to do to make them more suitable compared to the other series. Make it more of an actual building block where you could go and develop because it's, it's not just Haley Deegan. you know. There's a couple of guys now that you've seen a lot of differences as they move up the ladder. And I think maybe as fun as the trucks could be, they, they might need to take a look at something there.
1: Yeah, I, I just don't think it's a great series to harbor developments of drivers, period. I, I mean, when the uh, 550 package was a thing with the Cup Series, there was the argument out there that it was more similar to a Cup car than an Xfinity car, but that's gone out the window now. So, it, you know, there's just not a lot going on down in that series. And also, like, an extreme, like, not talked about it enough, it's an extremely limited amount of track time as well. Like, they don't race a lot of races. The races are very short. And 9 out of 10 times, you're going to get wrecked by a guy like Hosovar 50 laps into the race, so you're not really going to get your time out there to start developing yourself. Versus you. I'd, I'd rather log laps, 2 laps down in the Xfinity series than have somebody running down in that series right now when it comes to developing talent.
0: Listen, i got to disagree on the host of our take. It's not 50 laps into the race, it's probably more like 12 laps to go. Yeah, but still... It's <laughs> still like you gotta you gotta watch out for uh, the forty two truck. Um, I think Mark's touched on this a bunch of times too, and I think you just did right there. The amount of races that you have difference between the truck and the Xfinity series is gonna be highly beneficial in terms of her moving up. Just more track time is something she probably needs to develop, and you'll get that in the Xfinity
2: series and longer races, more races, more weeks in a row with races, I just, I didn't think for actual development is just better,
0: mm-hmm.
1: more of a variation in racetracks as well. I
0: mean, a lot more road courses—that's yep. for sure. <laughs> Maybe too much. I would, I would definitely say so. But I think uh, I was, I was against it before this race of her moving up into next year. Um, for next year, I, I think now it was too good of a run. It, it was too good of a run not to. And again, she had a pretty decent showing her first tr- truck start a couple years ago, but. Just with how the truck series has been this year, I, th- I think you got to move her up, and it's going to be interesting to see what the field is like when they start the next season. I know you have guys like Gregson Gibbs, more than likely has not official yet, but I think we all agree he's going to the 18 car, and AJ moving up. You do have uh, Chandler Smith moving to colleague, and then I think we're going to get some combination of Sammy Smith, John Hunter Nemechek, Corey Haim. A lot of rumors around them. But I think you're going to have the same amount of quality drivers, so I don't necessarily think it's going to open a playoff spot up for like some people. I think you also have to take account of Sheldon Creed not shooting himself in the foot every week, hopefully, and maybe Landon Castle's team doesn't get disqualified from a race. So I think getting into the playoffs is probably going to be just as hard as it was this year. I don't know if she'll be able to do that, but there's I feel pretty confident she'll be able... She'll she'll be close. I mean, if you're in a Stuart Haas car too, like that's definitely going to help. She might be like right on the outside looking in, and this is all after one race. It's really hard to gauge that after just one start. But I think she could probably run with the likes of you know our motorsports, and they were just outside of the bubble. And if she could do that and keep the car clean next year, I'd, I'd say that's a successful season. I know there's people that are going to just expect her to do better than that, but you know. It's She's a lot so easier.
1: Kid. It's a lot easier to take a jump in Xfinity Series and talent too. Like, you don't see truck driver go from like struggling, struggling to having that year where they start to get a lot better. Versus like, look at herps this year. You know, mm-hmm. like, you have to, to get time in that series to make that jump. Xfinity Series is where those jumps and talent happen. They don't really happen in the lower series. So, like, so the sooner you get her there, the more time she has to start to work towards a like, cup seat, which. You know, with what we're going to get into a little later, SHR's going to be in a predicament. So,
0: yeah, that's uh, that's some crazy stuff that came kind of out of left field <laughs> from from Bob Pocris. Um, actually, what what do you guys Jenna think? First,
1: I think should
0: we uh, should, should we jump into the uh, the Stuart Haas pre-race. news? It was,
1: it was pre-race, pre-race.
0: All so. right, I I think that's fair. Uh, any any final thoughts on the Xfinity race then?
2: No, I mean I just there are a lot of guys I hope we see full time next year and something, which I mean relates to the news for Stuart Roth, too. So
0: yeah, that's uh that was a whopper. So <laughs> it, I saw Bob it, first, but well, go ahead, Yeah,
2: go ahead, go ahead and lay out what what the so says. Yeah, what, so what, the, yeah.
0: I saw Bob's tweet. I believe uh, Jeremy said there was one from Jenna. I don't know if I saw well, they that They substantially
2: one. say the same thing.
0: So, yeah, it's it's pretty much the same deal here. But it sounds like we have some internal fighting over at Stuart Haas right now. Uh, Gene Haas, he wants Cole Custer back in the car, which makes sense given the relationship with his dad. And Tony Stewart apparently wants him out. <laughs> Tony Stewart wants him out. He wants Ryan Priest in the car. As a Ryan Priest fan, now, well, I do well, want that to happen. Of course, of course. Yes.
2: Well, well, let's start off with one thing. One long talked house. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if we ever had a confirmation of this, but every time I talk about Cole Custer being stuck. With uh, Shiplet. you always talk about Tony Stewart doesn't like Cole Custer. Well, apparently, that's true. <laughs> and I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that came from some other rumor, but that seems pretty clear. The fact that Gene would leak this seems shocking to me.
1: Well, I mean, it's not that he leaked it, he literally said it to a reporter. Not even he a reporter sure, sure, but said it,
2: it. I guess, I guess that's true. Can you leak your own information? Uh, but the fact that he would say this, period, is like. Borderline shock, because this isn't a drive to, you know, trying to decide between two drivers outside your organization or signing a cup driver or going with it. If, no, this is, yeah, the guy that's in the car now, one of us doesn't like him. And we're just trying to figure out what to do. Like, how do you go, how does Cole Custer continue in the car at this point?
1: I don't so know. We, one would ask, how does his dad continue
0: working for the organization? It is it it is insane. I mean, and you have Tony. Like, is there a chance? Obviously, I think what happened at the Roval and the penalty that came down, it's actually kind of funny he'd be defending Cole Custer at that point for that situation. I guess with all the fines and stuff, you know, they got they got hit pretty good there, too, in the, the pocket. Oh, who actually, called, listen,
2: Tony, exactly was, yeah. Tony Stewart may not They're like Cole Custer. Yeah. Tony Stewart may not like Cole Custer, but I think he hates NASCAR more.
0: Yeah, I mean, just just crazy that this would, would come out in this situation now and just
2: man like if if no offense to Priest I, I obviously want Priest full time in something but it's not like he ran 10 truck races and won 5 of them no no like it, it's not like he just completed a, a championship caliber seat like he's part time obviously should have been full time in something um, and was impressive but it's one I, I just don't feel like he's going anywhere. So I don't think there's a huge rush. And in fact, what what Gene said about the fact that they expect Harvick to leave after next year. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I, I, well, so I was going to say Bob only said Harvick, which was interesting to me. Uh, Bob only mentioned Harvick, but Jennifer Eyer did mention Al- Almarola. Um The fact that he expects one, maybe both of them to be gone next year almost feels like you would rather not move precept to cup. Wait, because and just wait a year, right? Because like, not that Cole Custer is going to end up anywhere else, but it feels—I mean—weird to move Cole Custer down and then to move back him up? up
0: the next well, year. Yeah, I don't, I, mean, I don't know if they'd be moving him down. I feel like they could just shift him over to Rick Ware Racing. That was the rumor when it was thought that Kyle Busch might be
2: coming there. That is true. That is true. And I and I do th- don't think that would make m- a lot of sense in other situations. But in the situation where you think he'll be back in the car the next year, I can see it making a, a little more sense.
0: So Here's here's a crazy thing that just came to my mind literally right now. What if this is because they don't have anywhere else to put Priest? What if the plan was, uh, we'll move Haley dig into the Xfinity series because we have to, maybe Riley Herp's still there, maybe he's not, and then we'll put Priest in the 17 truck. But with the rumors going that they're going to Toyota now... He doesn't have that ride because I I felt like he could have ended up there full time and if he has this deal with Stuart Haas they're not going to put him in a Toyota so maybe he maybe he just needs a place to go and Tony would just rather move him up to the Cup Series
2: because he makes uh, his I, I feel like if Ford has a play they could get a second has any any anything in play here they could get a second truck out of uh, front row that's if, if yeah. that was really the case like mm-hmm. Ford has. No Development team down there now like, They just have front yeah. row like
1: Hey Kozlowski's a team owner again Maybe if I BKR again Well if, if you
2: think, listen to some people I, Brad was I, talking about going to Dodge So who knows I think, Well that's true that's true I think 100% Brad intends to open up a truck team again But I don't think he's going to do that Until they're a very well situated uh, Cup team There's like, obviously, you want to develop your own talent, but at the end of the day, when Toyota does it all for you, is it even worth the money? Toyota does it and then just ditches their, ride, their drivers, so.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I they mean, don't ditch them as much as they don't have anywhere to put them. I,
0: I, I feel well, like yeah, but, in some cases, they've ditched them. Like, it felt like they ditched Daniel Suarez. Granted, that's at the cup level. That's after they're already there, but it felt like they ditched him. They didn't ditch eric jones i think they intended to just swap rides with him and christopher bell but then when the 95 pulled out he kind of got screwed and luckily for both of suarez and jones i i think things worked out for him so at least they have that going for
2: him jones probably wishes he just got a fair shake through the end of toyota at least and was still there but suarez i would i would agree with Mm -hmm. but but yeah no i mean just crazy crazy news uh to be just so, like if he said, oh, you know, we're still considering our options on on the forty one. There's a couple guys we're looking at. Like, it's it's not as bad, right? Like, it's just not as bad. But when you're out here, like, yeah, another guy he wants he wants Ryan Priest, but I'm like, hold your horse and let's just keep Cole Custer here. Like, that's what it feels like happened.
0: You know, I I think this partially goes to. I mean, I I can't speak for Gene leaking this out, but I I think with Tony and Cole, and this is just somebody from the outside who you, you, you read kind of between the lines on what gets leaked out there. It never felt like, and this is going way back now, never felt like Tony wanted to get rid of Suarez after one year. That felt like it was a gene move, and I feel like it kind of goes back to that, where Tony might just have resented Cole Custer since that point. And, um... You look know, at what we, Suarez is doing now, too. I mean, Yeah, I mean, I would rather have Daniel Suarez in the car than Cole Custer.
1: Suarez has gotten such a short end of a stick so many times. It's so great that he's finally somewhere that appreciates him.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's and he's been doing a real good job this year, but man, just it, it's crazy news. I don't remember something like this ever happening in terms of just a, a driver mm-hmm. issue. I, I almost kind of feel like, too, maybe Gene put this out there because maybe he thinks people are just going to rally around Cole Custer, and I I kind of feel like it's been more like...
2: Well, no, I think, with, I think with this new... Cole Custer already not an internet favorite, and if the option is Cole Custer, Ryan Priest, the internet chooses Ryan Priest.
0: And, like, personally, this is going to sound a little weird, but, like, as a Priest fan, I kind of want him in the Xfinity or the Truck series more. Cause I think he could win. He could contend for the championships in those series. Like I like him. You know, he's a New England driver. I don't know if he has that level of ability in the Cup series. I feel like he's more of an Eric Amorola and kind of what do you what do you need? That, that is Eric Omorola. Like how much of an upgrade actually is he? he? I think he's an upgrade, but, but like how much? It's well, how much better do you think Eric Amorola is than Cole Custer? Because I think that's whole the upgrade. Lot. Yeah, that's that's the upgrade in, in my eyes, at least right now. Maybe Priest gets in that car, and, and he does you know really good, and he does better than even I expect, but I kind of think that's the line, and I'm with you, like, Cole Custer, while he hasn't performed in the Cup Series, like, he's still young, like, Priest is in his 30s, I don't know how much more developing he could get, unless, like, he has a, a Truex surge here where kinda of just comes out of nowhere if you put the right people around him and that's that's asking a lot. I am not saying that's gonna happen yeah, that's whatsoever.
1: Weird, <laughs> that's
0: that's what you're that's what you're hoping for. Like that's literally what you're hoping for. That you you pick up on some damaged goods, uh, a cast off product, and you put something around him and boom, you're a contender <sighs> overnight and I don't think that's gonna happen.
1: I'd rather bet on somebody who's still developing than a true X type surge.
0: Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent. You've only seen that like twice I feel like really in the modern era. One's Martin Trix Jr. and one's Dale Jarrett. Like you can see it.
1: kids turn around their careers. Like that happens. Like we've we've seen that.
0: You, you have. I mean you mentioned you mentioned Suarez. You mentioned I mean I don't know if he turned it around but Eric Jones has looked a lot better in the 43 car. Sometimes it just takes a change of scenery or something but like Joey Logano, even yes yes that one that one very very good point. Joey Logano definitely did there I think I'd probably want Cole Custer to at least get a chance with another crew chief, but I don't think Tony Stewart wants that at this point. So, just crazy news coming out of there. And at the end of the day, that wasn't like the craziest thing that happened in this race. <laughs> I guess that was before the race, but let's fast forward to the actual race now. Bubba Wallace looking really, really good at the beginning of the race. One stage one you're feeling like hey man here here we go again like he looked good at Kansas this is probably the closest track we've been to since then he's out front he's led a bunch of laps he could contend for the win uh, racing for Kyle uh, racing Kyle Larson for position early in stage 2 Larson runs him up the track and we've seen him make this move time and time again this year and Bubba wallace just said no he chases him down the track Wright hooks him at 180 miles an hour. And I said something like this was going to happen this year. I thought it'd be in the Xfinity series to die, kids. I wasn't expecting this. Larson spins back up the track. Wallace spins up the track. Christopher Bell, after everything he's gone through the last couple weeks, nowhere to go, gets taken out in the accident. Uh, Wallace tries getting into it with Larson after. Kyle Larson at least kind of looks like, like, yo, man, what was that for? I'd have to say, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't have run him in the wall. My thoughts on this, um, what Bubba did, pretty crazy, uh, almost inexcusable. I know I've said this before, where if you're the person getting hooked, if you deserved it, like I feel like Kyle Larson probably did, especially with how he's run people this year, I don't feel bad for Kyle Larson. That doesn't mean Bubba Wallace should have done what he did.
2: No, no, I mean, it, I agree. Um I always rally against right ruining people, and I mean I have to do it here too. uh just you don't do it. it's inherently super dangerous uh I do think that it would be better to wreck someone under caution than uh right ruining them here and I just in terms of I felt like normal. <laughs> sometimes feel like people think you should just wreck going hundred and sixty, and that's fine, but he should he should likely be suspended. I don't really care that Bell got caught up in it. It's unfortunate for him, but it's an unintended side effect of it. I don't think you necessarily punish people uh, for that, but uh, him being suspended just for wrecking Larson the way he did is justified. Should it be what they do? I just think, you know,
1: unnecessary. I mean, there's other ways to wreck the guy. Uh, Your car wasn't destroyed. You had a really good car. We've seen all year long. If you don't break the tow link, these things are fixable. Still could have went on to win the race. Uh, You know, so you look at it from, you know, your own team's perspective. Like, think of all your guys at the shop that put together the race cars and everything. Like, I mean, it's a pretty selfish move all around. And I, I, and to wreck the guy the way he wrecked the guy is obviously a big no. I mean, you just don't right rear somebody at these speeds, especially with the safety concerns we've had all year long. I, it, you know, it's just. I, and on top of that, he made himself hit hard too. Like, think about your own health. I mean, it, it Number just... one
0: rule of stock car racing he broke it. <laughs> like, he, he wrecked himself. So, you're not wrong there
1: just i i just you know and then the shove to larson that stuff's whatever but you know it didn't look so bad on tv i did see another angle on twitter from the stands he actually got larson pretty good uh, kind of pushed larson right into the deck lid of his own car and larson kind of bent over like a pretzel which was kind of funny but you know just uh you know i would have liked to see larson kind of push back maybe got a nice little fight out of it just from an entertainment perspective but
0: i don't know how that didn't start a fight I, I don't I don't know how,
1: and, you know, and then you're going to have people like Jeff Faviano on Twitter trying to make this about something else, which is just stop. Yeah, you're no, you're reaching so damn hard. trying yeah, to make that's... this about the whole Kyle Larson seven. I don't even need to say what I'm talking about for people to we, know what I'm talking about.
0: We, we know what you're talking about. And like, when you when you see that on social media, like, it's kind of like, uh, really, dude, like, listen, that had nothing to do with it. It had everything to probably do with the fact that, you know, Kyle Larson has raced people like this all year. Like, this is a lot more similar to Joey Logano and Matt Kenseth, where, you know, Joey Logano, he's aggressive driver, he pushes the issue, and somebody thought he stepped over the line, and that person was Matt Kenseth, and he took care of it, and, you know... I don't know if Bubba and Larson have had any altercations this year, but you look at Larson so far this year. You know, I guess, I guess indirectly they they have they did have one because you go starting at the Clash. You know, Larson just straight up dumped Justin Haley. You go to Auto Club a couple weeks later, he walled Chase Elliott. You go to Talladega, which is one that I forgot about, but his move at the end of that race. And granted, Talladega's Talladega, but that caused a huge wreck that took out both 2311 cars. You have the incident with Chase Elliott at Watkins Glen, which, yeah, that's racing for the wind at the end of the race, but like, own up to it. Don't don't be like, oh, that's what I wanted to do. Like, no, you screwed up, you locked up your brakes, and you ran your teammate off the track. And I feel like I'm missing one still, but you had this one on to it. You know, Bubba Bubba crossed the line in terms of how he reacted, but I don't feel bad for Kyle Larson at yeah. all Larson's if, had it coming yeah Bubba not like if, that.
1: that's the issue
2: if like <laughs> Bubba instead was and I don't know how this works with the setup to the wreck, but instead is on the inside and literally walls Larson, I don't think Bubba deserves any kind of penalty at all. It's, it's just, just to me it's it's, it's the right rearing truth. of the of the car plus as as they certainly alluded to and I mean, and Cav kind of even looked to like there was no guarantee that car was broke anyway. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. like he... It very
1: obviously wasn't. He turned left perfectly fine <laughs> to chase Larson down <laughs> <Yeah>. the race. <laughs> <laughs> if, if,
0: if your argument was the car was broke, that's the best-looking no, no, race car that, I've yeah, seen. No,
2: that, that wasn't my point. My point was in terms of their, their race could have easily not been over.
0: No, right, and, and,
1: that's, and I have an issue with it from that perspective, too, because it's extremely selfish to your own team. Like, you know, if these guys go out there, if they work for you every week, you know— they have you in a position where your car is capable of winning. Yeah, it sucks. Someone ran rain you in the wall. It's going to affect your day. You are not out of that race.
0: If I, he it, did a better job of wrecking him, though, <laughs> it wouldn't have been the end of his day. Like, yeah, but, uh,
1: It was stupid, hot-headed action, heat in the moment. You give Bubba a chance to change his mind of making that decision, obviously he's not going to do it again. But he did it. So now that's the world we're living in, and that's the world we need to talk about.
0: So... Since it's the world we live in, to looking at possible penalties on this, NASCAR did change the rules after the Joey Logano-Matt Kenseth incident, where an action like this can result in points penalties, monetary fines, and or suspensions. Now, after diving into the rule, this was specifically made for taking out a playoff driver, which Larson is not a playoff driver, but the car is still in the playoffs. So, now you're in this gray area, and obviously Christopher Bell in the playoffs, but this rule states it is about intentionally wrecking a playoff contender. Christopher Bell, while he was collateral damage, was not the person Bubba was going after. So I do think, and Mark already mentioned it, you kind of have to remove Christopher Christopher Bell from this, even though he got caught up in it.
1: Yeah, Bell just needed to do a better job and not be in the wrong spot at the wrong time. That's really what that comes down yeah, to. Yeah, it, it sucks mean, for I him, but that's racing. Urgently.
0: Because like no, you know, but, I mean that's 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 racing, you know, like there's know. nothing he could do. It's a split second decision. I'm not saying Christopher Bell is a hack because he missed he didn't miss no, the round. No, that's, that's not, right. what, he, yeah, I was that's not what we're saying there. Um but you know, that raises the question here, like if Larson was still in the playoffs, I think hundred percent you have to suspend Bubba Wallace based on this rule. To the letter of what this rule is, you should uh, be suspended. Uh, Given that Well, I think he's not in, but the car is, th- does this really open up the door for a suspension? The- the-
2: the thing is, I think that the distinction between this and Logano and uh, Kansas, for example, is Lug- Kansas was already taken out in that race. That's
0: uh, also true. Yes,
2: was it wasn't the race also where the incident occurred, which certainly makes it far more premeditated. <laughs> like the fact that this was not immediately after. Like if um, Larson gets away, right? There is a chance that Bubba doesn't get up there in the Braxton because, you know, five seconds have passed and that's all it takes sometimes for for cooler heads to prevail. So this is literally, like, immediately after. Uh, And they're, like, yeah, they're racing for position. Like, I don't think that by saying, oh, you can't do anything to a playoff driver blanket, you kind of just open the door to let them just do whatever they want. Uh... But this, to me, they're just not the same situations. Yeah,
1: I just, you know, I think Bubba's biggest issue
2: here is... Go ahead, sorry. Well, I was going to say, still think he deserves to be suspended. I want to make that clear. I still think that's a fine suspension, but I don't think it's under this rule. I think putting it under this rule gives playoff drivers too much power, honestly.
1: Yeah, but biggest issue here is and obviously we, we don't have the actual rulebook because NASCAR is a dumb sport. Uh, someone needs a cyber bully <laughs> someone needs to cyberbully Jim Utter into leaking that. Uh, then I might actually respect Jim Utter as well. Just person.
2: like He's the,
0: he's yeah. he's on there on Twitter right now, just like yelling the, at people, that's not the rule book. It's like, well sorry we don't well, know.
2: <laughs> the the lack of it's it's you know, something I've talked about a lot lately, just the lack of, of willingness to be more transparent from NASCAR. Yep. Like the rand starting off with like just the, the random car selector. None of us think it's random, so why don't just stop calling it random? I think it's perfectly justified to be like this car ran faster than we think it should have today. We're gonna take it back to the shop and, or, and look at it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that.
1: No, there's nothing wrong with that at but
2: all. Instead they have this pretend uh car that gets taken. A lot of times it's very clear, like, well, who had a better day than others? But then after Talladega, the four gets taken. Is it a coincidence maybe, but it certainly doesn't seem like one.
1: Alright, I but back to Bubba here. I think Bubba's bigger issue here than like any of like the rule Brandon's going into or anything is while we do not have access to the rule book or the driver's code of conduct, I'll be damned if Bubba did not violate many rules plus the code of conduct today. So that's where you might start to see more so of a possibility of him getting suspended for something. Like, for one, right rearing somebody at a high speed, NASCAR has penalized that in the past. Uh, we've seen it.
2: We've also seen them just put a driver on probation mm-hmm. for it before.
1: But And then you get the shove after as well, but something NASCAR will almost definitely... Like, if they don't want to penalize the wreck because, you know, Bubba went in the interview and it said the car broke after, and NASCAR's like, oh, well, he could be telling the truth, you know. At the very least, they're going to fine him for the shove, just so there's something out of this. It's, you know, it's just going to come down to how much does NASCAR really want to get involved here.
0: That's fair. I I gotta say, um, it's not like they're gonna be able to go and see if the car was broke or not, because Bubba it was damn broke after that. <laughs> it was broke after, so no way to really figure that one out. Um, but man, just like that's that's probably the craziest thing I've seen on a racetrack since like Logano took Matt Ketzeth out. Like you don't see that, and if he didn't violate any actual written rule, I'm. Willing to bet that the unwritten like driver code of conduct that these guys have, uh, as you've already mentioned, uh, hooking actions- somebody in the right rear is not something actions that you is do. detrimental
1: to stock car racing.
0: Yeah, that's that's also fair. But <laughs> man, I am very interested to see what NASCAR does here because that was a fully loaded incident that had a lot of you know owner playoffs, driver playoffs, and just race in general just implications and stuff that happened and you know with with everything that's been going on obviously we were getting on nascar in the xfinity race we haven't had like a lot of driver issues when we've been making like man this has been a circus the last two months that that one is right up there with some of the worst things that have happened in this stretch
1: and this is a very very important moment for nascar because they are going to be setting a precedent with this decision
0: i've always felt like this isn't the first time they've been in this situation i feel like they'll let stuff go but when it starts getting too crazy whoever just steps over that line like too far last they get hammered like i truly feel like in 2015 if you didn't have kevin harvick take out the field at the end of the talladega race where it felt like okay the the drivers are losing control here and nascar didn't do anything about it I think that indirect or maybe it did directly play into Matt Kenseth getting suspended because like that what Harvick did was ridiculous. There just wasn't the evidence there. Um, you know, he didn't they didn't say anything on the radio, you can't prove that he was manip- manipulating the race. I think at that point even though it looked completely blatant what he did, especially given the situation with his car and that was gonna keep him in the playoffs, you can't be a hundred percent sure. You can't you know, throw down the penalty there, which is also the reason why I kind of feel like even if Cole Custer like did it on purpose, I last week. I don't I don't know if enough's there. But this this kind of feels like that second accident where the sport's already on edge and like that moment kind of pushed him over, like, we have to rein these guys in because they are out of freaking control right now. the day kind of felt like that, where everybody's already on edge. Everything's been crazy the last two months. And that that might be the one that They just say, all right, we're done. That's it. No, no more fun. We have to step in here. That was over the line. And, you know, Baba. in this case, you're going to have to sit out for a little while.
1: Well, and what do we do if later this week we have the headline pop up, let's say Wednesday afternoon, that somebody else is going to be driving the fire car next weekend because of a concussion? which, you know, Larson looked okay, but, you know... Yeah, Alex looked anybody... okay. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, Alex, well, Alex didn't look that,
1: okay in retrospect when you look at the in-car footage that they, you know, kind of got out there, but... And you that is to the... true, that is true. But you
0: listen to the audio knew. too after the race. yeah.
1: Right. and it, so, you know, what if we come Wednesday afternoon and we get one of those headlines that, you know, now not just Gregson's going to be in the 48, we got Justin Allgaier driving the 5 as well, you know, and it's... What do you Josh say to Bubba Larry. then? <laughs> it, it's gonna. I, I think it would be all guy.
2: Sure. I did too, but man, I would want Josh Berry. Yeah,
0: yeah no. Guys. um I mean, if that's the case, I think you we'll have it, to sit Bubba out.
2: If, if it's all guy, or the cars, just, if it's all guy, or the cars, just gonna crash. And he's gonna finish thirty fourth anyway.
0: Yeah,
2: that's dude. So, dude, so cursed in the Cup Series.
0: <laughs> yeah, Has t- the a team like racing forever.
1: You know, I mean, we've seen NASCAR like suspend crew members and stuff what who was it that got in trouble for a fight with clayton hughes where they disabled them like
0: oh man was that um Someone was it draconis somebody
1: i I don't I don't, know. I
0: don't I don't remember either
1: but like you know what if kyle arson could never drive a stock car again then what do you say because like now you're getting into like because NASCAR set a precedent like with the crew members and stuff you know,
0: and I mean, I know. think what happens out of the car is different from what's in the car. I think right. No, a, but a better comparison would be if, like, Bubba came over and clocked Larson and dropped him, and he missed yeah. the rest of the year because with a don't, concussion. Don't put NASCAR
1: in a spot is where I was trying to go with this
0: mm-hmm.
1: to make a decision because we all know they can't make a decision. No. So you give them a chance to make a decision; it's not going to be a good
0: one. No. Man, just. Uh... We haven't even talked about the finish of the race yet. Like, no,
2: damn, yeah, damn good race.
0: <laughs> Very unfortunate that that's like you know third or fourth on the list of things to talk about. Uh, Joey Logano, man, hell of a run. His his pit crew puts him behind the eight ball there with a bad pit stop. Another yellow comes out, and you know Paul Wolf. I think people have been. Uh, Criticizing him a lot over the last couple years, he's kind of lost his edge in the strategy department, A-plus call. Gets Logano on pit road, they get fresher tires, only about 13 laps, but he drove his ass off through the field, chased down Ross Chastain at the end of this race, made the pass with a couple laps to go, and Joey Logano, who's had just a typical Joey Logano sneaky good season, if you look at the non-playoff points, the full season points, Granted, drivers would drive differently. He's second in points, only 79 behind Chase Elliott. Just a, a sneaky year for Joey Logano, and he's going to be racing for a championship in a couple weeks at Phoenix.
1: Is it okay to call a champion of the sport underrated?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you think Joey Logano's underrated, oh, I yeah. mean, I, I think, I depending, depending on who me. you ask, I think a lot of people just think he's a squinty dyed douche.
1: <laughs> I think Joey Logano is never talked about in You know, the conversations with your Kyle Busch level drivers or anything like that. And how much, how many more years in a row does the guy need to prove he's just as good as those guys to start getting recognized?
0: I think the problem, well, I think the problem with Logano on that is like he's had some really good years, but like you look at Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick, for example, they have those like eight, nine win seasons and they have years where they've dominated the regular season. Logano hasn't. Dominated the regular season. I think the most wins he's had in the year is like five or six. He so just, I could see brakes, why, you
1: know, where he just like puts on these, he puts together a drive, and it's like I mean, that man, was
0: that was a championship caliber drive. For how sure. many guys
1: in this sport could drive a race car in this situation as well as Joey Logano just drove his race car? Like it, I I mean he played everything pitcher perfect. Ross Chastain did everything perfectly defensively, mm-hmm. and. Logano still found a way. I, you know, I don't think a lot of guys. I think it's underappreciated how many guys could actually go win that race from second place, a second back with 10 laps left in a race. Like, mm-hmm. not to mention he drove away too. Like, it wasn't like he barely beat him.
0: Yeah, you know, the, the fresh tires definitely helped there. No, but- for sure, but. It's not even that last restart. Like I felt like he was probably dead in the water on the the restart where he took the tires. Like there's no way he could get through the field that quick. And yeah, you know, he made it happen. <laughs> like he just he has a he, tendency he to do that. up. I'd have to see what he did on that restart where I think it was when Landon Castle spun. I think maybe maybe they pit the yellow before that. I can't remember for sure. I think it was
1: the yellow before that because that what? was the yellow where Byron pit and he was like the only one.
0: Well, no, because no, he pit. He was running with Blaney for like second, and then I think it was under that yellow where they had the bad pit stop. So I think it was when Suarez spun with Reddick. I gotta go back and watch that restart before the Landon Castle spin because, like, I feel like you could tell me he passed like yeah. five or six cars right there. He might have. He might have actually passed a bunch there, but
1: also speaking of Blaney, we already passed the part of the race where this happened. But just to hit on it for a second, poor guy can't catch a break.
0: Except his car. His his car broke. And then he
1: was also threatening his future brother in law over the radio, which, you know, that's going to go over well on Thanksgiving. But,
0: (laughs) (laughs) man, like, uh, that was crazy when Byron's car snapped like that. Like, it just bottomed out and hopped up the track. Yeah, no, he just bottomed out. You don't know that
1: in the race car. But, like, these teams need to do better at telling their drivers, like, hey, that actually wasn't the guy's fault. Because, like, that's how you get your driver in a hot headed situation where they make a dumb mistake like Bubba. Mm-hmm. You know, Blaney thinks that Byron did something stupid, and then Byron makes another little mistake, and then Blaney right rears him. Like, yeah, versus like nothing Byron can do there. I mean, it's just the car bottomed out. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. more probably the most aggressively I've seen a car bottom out in quite a long time.
0: Yeah, and there, there were a couple people that were like that, but Byron's obviously most notable with the cameras on him right there when it happened. Mm-hmm. I know after that, you know, when Blaney just his his day ended up in a shower of sparks essentially did did we ever get confirmation if the tire went down there because man it it looked like that might have been a suspension issue or something there when he was hopping up the track it didn't look like any of the tires were down i don't see how it was weird
2: he said he just got loose
0: Mm -hmm. did he okay Mm -hmm.
1: that's interesting
0: it, it didn't even look like that. Like, the way that thing was wobbling. Like, normally when you think of a car getting loose, it just... You know, what's
1: happening today, though. I mean, guys were losing <laughs> the cars today. So, you had a spin, which, like, I mean, that was inflicted by an overdriver.
2: Like, you know, obviously... Spin earlier. Obviously, it's on the same track. But when you have this finish where Logano gets in, compared to the finish where Logano got in in 2020... Like, night and day with this car. Oh, yeah. On, At least on a these mile tracks, a half. On these mm-hmm. tracks. Not oh, you're in Texas. Oh, about the Kansas race? Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, when when Ross slid up and blocked him, I was like, ah, ah, crap. Here we go again. And Joey gathered it up, and he was by him, like, a lap and a half later.
2: Yeah, like, that's
1: the big difference. Is like, you know, the cars still aren't the best directly behind somebody. You're never going to fix that. But,
2: but the, the car yeah. has
1: made it to where you can move into another the line. The wake
2: is just, is almost like the width of the car. Right. Which and is why so anywhere you where you have multiple lanes of racing... The car is great. Mm
1: -hmm. But you take
2: away those multiple lanes and it doesn't do anywhere near as well.
1: But it's definitely an upgrade. Um, There's some massive issues with the car. Oh, for sure. As as much as we give NASCAR a hard time, and and it's partially deserved. I mean, NASCAR deserves to get a hard time because what's wrong with the car is stuff that can't be wrong with the car.
0: And it's stuff that they they, they were saying was wrong two years ago.
2: They got a whole... Extra year of development With this car and did not Use any of that time To develop it To test it It just And then yeah I mean when Byron had his hit which That was pre-pandemic right Yeah yeah I think that
1: like was like they were the
2: They were talking about it being a hard hit And they did nothing Because here's the thing right Obviously they would still be under a lot of Pressure to fix the short tracks and then the, some of the road course that have had issues. But people wouldn't be in scrap this car mode if it wasn't for the health concerns. If it wasn't for the force of these impacts. People still have issues with the car, but you have drivers, obviously, not uh, super loudly, but some of them calling for just an entirely new car.
0: I mean, that's that's fair. Unfortunately, I don't. I don't think they could rush that. No, out, no,
2: but... obviously not. But that's yeah. my point. Just the the frustration with this car, even though it has racing frustrations, are magnified greatly by the safety concerns, and it's unfortunate because when the car works, it does really good racing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like... Martinsville is going to be very interesting. Well,
2: especially the word you're looking uh, for is bad.
0: If uh, if what we've been hearing is true, with some of the Things the teams have been trying out. I think there's a real chance that this race in Martinsville might even be worse than the spring race. And a couple of us were there for the spring race, and um it wasn't good. So it, was it it did snow. It did not not the only race that it snowed at this year either. So. I was cold, I was wet, and I was bored. Yes, that was um <laughs> You know, that was bad. I, I tried hyping myself up with like, oh, man, the 24 and the three car running one, two. That's, I, that's something I never thought I'd see. <laughs> I thought there
2: was no way that I was going to not wish I had gone to that race. And I don't wish I had gone to it.
1: I think you're probably glad you didn't.
2: No, you exactly. Pro- like you I probably was...
1: wish you were at the night before, though.
2: Sure, sure. <laughs> In the weekend. But the race itself, uh, no. I'm good.
0: Yeah, the no, yeah, no, one uh one you don't really feel bad about not being able to show up for. That's uh that's for sure. And I'm you know, I hope what I've been hearing about that isn't correct. I I hope it's at least not as bad as what we saw in the spring cuz I know after that race people were saying, "Oh, it'll be better." It was, you know, just Cold out of the realm yeah, it's of gonna just so much sea. Sea. it's gonna it be normalcy.
2: Like, so they were horror. right, right, that it would be cold. Like that did cause it, mm-hmm. but like this is a night race in almost November. Yeah, it's like be
1: so much warmer.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, but but then if the the things that these teams have been working on, uh, specifically with the shifting, if that mm-hmm. comes to fruition on this, I'll not good so what are, what good. have you
1: been hearing because i'm a little out of the loop on this so so what i've
0: been hearing on it is that these teams supposedly have been like developing a way with these shifters where you basically just you you don't have to match the revs or anything like you could just go boom right into the next gear or right down a gear That's and true. right so if that's going on like you know if you're shifting you know you don't match revs maybe you could cause tire spin maybe you could do something like that if you could just blip right into it and not have to worry about matching revs or anything like that uh it's going to be a long day because you're not even going to have the opportunity to get close so i hope i'm wrong about that i hope what i'm hearing is wrong about that but if that happens to be the case um, that Martinsville race is basically going to be like a F1 race at freaking Monaco, where you better qualify good and your pit crew better not screw up. If
2: we get a caution laps 100 or later, that race is going to turn into a shit show. Because you have no opportunity to pass if you don't get it done right then and there.
1: Oh, we're guaranteed a caution at that point in the racing. You get the stages.
0: You, you I mean even no, even the even the well, no, he meant like no. at the end of the race. At like,
2: the end of the he, race, right. yeah. You said like, I I
0: 100. Don't... Don't... Oh, you mean 100 to no, go, no, no, 100 to go, 100 to yeah. go. Yeah. Okay, like, no, that's that's going, That you're 100% right. That's gonna become a clown show. it It's gonna be awful.
1: Get the music ready. Oh,
0: <laughs> it's been getting a workout the last couple races. I I hope it could take a week off, but I'm not so sure. <laughs> I might have no, to play it that'll be
2: well, will the clown music be for Gregson the, the blowing clown another music, race? Uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the clown
0: music might be for Gregson blowing maybe another this
2: race. Year, maybe this year it'll actually be his fault. Maybe. Maybe, th- maybe that'll be what different, what's different. Not that he wins the race, just that it's actually straight up his fault.
1: Maybe nah, he's Cole gonna, Custer can go out there and throw his balls up on the dash and flip off NASCAR.
0: Man, I think I think what's going to happen is like Noah's going to wreck himself on Saturday and then he's going to somehow win the Cup race. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's going to move Kyle Larson out of the way to win the Cup race.
0: Oh man, teammates, man, you can't. Well, I can't say you can't do that. Larson's done that a couple times this year, so
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Or or maybe he'll move Justin Allgaier out of the way for the win. Oh, Lord. On Sunday. (laughs) If Justin Allgaier Allgaier got to the point in the cup race where he got moved out of the way for the win, that is a successful day for Justin Allgaier.
2: (laughs) What's funny is I saw, uh, maybe it was a Reddit thread, earlier talking about how both the 45 and the 23 might need replacement drivers next week. Uh, And what if the 5 and the 48 also had a man? God. Hey, why would the
1: 23 need a uh, replacement? Wouldn't I mess with Gibbs?
2: Uh, well, Gibbs already being the replacement.
1: Oh, got it. I understand that. Well, you yeah. can make the argument that uh, Bubble Wallace is the replacement driver
2: of the 45. <laughs> That's true. Not not incorrect. <laughs> not incorrect, I suppose.
0: Uh, man, maybe maybe John Hunter Nibacheck will finally get a chance to get behind the wheel of a 2311 car. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, man, quick. Quick look at the points, though, uh, before we... we don't need to do that. No, we don't need to do that. It's been it's been so bad. Real quick rundown. Joey Logano, obviously, in. Uh, Ross Chastain, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, the drivers that are in right now. No one really out. Even Christopher Bell, who got wrecked. Uh, Homestead, everybody really still alive. I think Bell's the furthest one back. He's 23 out. So, but yeah, like, uh, you know, Homestead's going to be good. Uh, normally, I feel like after... This race, or not Vegas specifically, but after the first race in this round, you have one guy at least who you're like, oh, they're in a must win situation. Not really the case here. Christopher Bell's a little further back, but, you know, if he runs a clean race, doesn't have any issues, he could put himself in a point position where he's good. Probably going to be dependent on who wins, of course, but, you know, I think we have eight guys still alive here going into next week at Homestead. So a plus there, at least, for NASCAR and the Cup Series. Taking a look at our bets and picks, um, Well, that was bad, wasn't it?
2: Well, I, I was. No, it was bad. It was bad. But we'll get to that.
0: All right, you got something else? I for you?
2: do. Well, I do want, want to just, you know, in, in the Cup Series, give out a couple people we don't talk about, but they do good. Uh, we don't talk about them because they're not in the playoffs anymore. But Kyle, back-to-back top five, maybe for the first time this season.
0: Uh, it, it was before, like
2: the spring, <laughs> So brought home in third, uh, true Martin Truex Jr. Out of top 10. I don't know if he's done that in the playoffs yet either. <laughs> uh, it's good run from Eric Jones, another top 10 for the 43 continuing to set the best mark in over 30 years. Uh, AJ Allmendinger, uh, top 10 in the 16 car finished ninth. Uh, I don't think he needs to... Well, maybe he'll need to because of if it goes like this year. But I don't think he'll need a win next year to be able to fight for playoffs should there be spots available on points. Uh, it has been really solid, and I think we'll see next year more than we ever saw from him in the Cup Series. Uh, and Austin doing top 10. He has another, another uh, solid, solid finish to a solid season.
1: Did Haley
2: he, drop out of the uh, top 10? Yeah, he his tires were old. He was still 14th though. so still solid. Also Noah Gregson brought home 11th, so He hung yeah. in there, though, man. He, he was he was Haley, Haley fault. Yeah, Haley Haley had a shot. Looked like, you know, maybe could do it and then it looked like Chase Briscoe was Ooh boy. Oh. Uh, yeah, but before he had we won race. It <laughs> was I thought he was going to, man. Um if before we go into the bets you want to look at, um, somehow Joy Logano not the championship favorite still. Uh, you would think being locked, locked in, in would he is second, he is second, but he is plus 330. Chase still plus 210, and that's just if you bet on that, you're bad.
0: Listen, we we talked about this heading into this race, not the best round for Chase, no, like it's not. what's coming up, and um, yeah, that. That wasn't good. I feel like the only way this could have gone worse for him is if, well, obviously if Chase Briscoe won, that would have been disastrous. If Ross Chastain was able to hold on to win, that's also not as good. Like at least Chase is closer to Ross than he would have been to Logano had Logano not won the race. So he caught some breaks there, uh, especially with how the field got shuffled around there at the end of the race. And you know, I I don't think we mentioned it. Chase Elliott invisible the whole day. He ran like you said, what like twentieth the whole race. At least that's yeah, what it felt like. like...
2: Fifteenth to twenty. He had in the very, very first run before the first pit stop, they had driven up to like thirteenth or fourteenth, and that would have been the highest they were all day. Like I don't know what they did after that, but it never worked. It was bad. It, uh, it was bad.
0: You know, you I think you hit the nail on the head. You were you were the first one to say it like these races.
2: They're not good for him. Martinsville's you, whatever I mean, it's been historically a, a pretty good track for him, but it's going to be one hundred percent based on where you qualify and if your pit crew doesn't make any mistakes. That's just that feels like what's going to determine your whole race.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean, you you look at the first round; like you have um, you know a couple short tracks and you know intermediates and stuff in there. And I know we had a great second round, but again, you pointed this out; those races in the second round mean absolutely nothing to everything else that's in the playoffs.
2: They they te- Texas, especially Texas now. Talladega, the Roval, could not be any more inapplicable uh, to anywhere than they are. So, I certainly didn't like him before, don't like him now. I'm pretty sure if his odds went down, they only went down 10. Yeah, he was I think either he 2 was plus 200. Could say, so yeah, 200. So they only went from 200 to 210 with the race he had. That's absolutely insane. Uh, now, this guy obviously furthest back, but you can, again, get Christopher Bell at pretty good odds here, plus 2,500. Um... I don't hate those. I don't hate those. He can, I, I mean, Martin's going to be Martinsville, and I, I think he could certainly go out and win Homestead. Plus
0: 2,500? That's what I've been getting them all year. He, He's he only 23 is, points out. Like, I didn't bet him before the Roval because I thought he had to win the race, and I thought he had no shot in hell to win that race. That's why is, I didn't bet him then.
2: Bell is the lowest odds to win. So a, Or my, highest, I guess. My
1: thing is, if you're going to bet on Belver, you might as well parlay it with a race win at Ivor Homestead or Martinsville. If it like, lets you, we...
2: If it lets you, I don't know that he's far enough back that that's necessarily
1: <laughs>
2: a requirement yet. I
1: don't know.
2: Just especially with the issues that people could easily have at Homestead. like I don't think it will. It is not impossible to go into Homestead and these tires start blowing after 35 laps again. Like that is something we are going to. Obviously, it's his last race that that's a high banked oval. But next year, as we go into these tracks, it's going to be on people's minds until it's clearly not an issue. <laughs> uh, and a lot of people thought it would be an issue today. Uh, the tires were wearing as we want them to, but they weren't blowing. But they did blow here. Not here being Vegas in the spring, so I have no confidence that we're going to necessarily get through. Um. Homestead without tire issues
0: yeah this this is probably something I don't think a lot of people thought of at the beginning of the year when they announced the schedule last year, but having Homestead where it is right now with a car that you've barely driven there. I know they had a tire test, I believe recently, but man that that is going to be a little sketchy next week when you you haven't been on this track, you know, in racing conditions all year those those tires could be the big story after that race. Hopefully they're not, but man, it's it's a real possibility.
2: Uh, for the Xfinity Series odds, uh, Josh Berry locked in. Not the favorite. He is plus 350. It makes a little bit more sense here, because whereas in the Cup Series, I don't think anyone's safe. I don't think anyone can just ride. like I think Ross is what was he, like up 20?
0: I think he was 19. I think Chase was 17. I think so they were
2: real close. You, you certainly can't act like they're like Ross can't just cruise to the final four, whereas I think in the in the Xfinity series, in all likelihood, Gregson and probably even Ty Gibbs could cruise, and they are actually our co-favorites at 200. A uh, third guy that is good odds to win in terms of uh, just they think he has a good shot, Justin Allgaier at plus 550, and I don't think this gap is truly representative to how close it is after that because AJ Almondinger is next at plus 2,000, and Austin Hill is plus 3,000.
0: Mm-hmm. And they're only fifteen and sixteen points back, and like you get to Phoenix, anything could happen.
2: So. I like I like those odds for them. Brandon Jones, Sam Mayer, a little bit too far back for me to really like them at five thousand. But AJ at two thousand, and I, honestly, right now I like Austin Hill's chances to get in more than AJ's. He's,
0: I'd say, he's probably been. <laughs> better at these tracks as of late that are coming up. At the very least, Homestead. Martinsville.
2: Yeah, Martinsville, who knows? Yeah,
0: he, he needs to have a good Homestead. He definitely needs to have a good Homestead if he wants a shot. That's for sure.
2: So I like Austin Hill at 3,000 and AJ at 2,000.
0: Mm-hmm. Alright. How did our picks do? It's
2: terrible. <laughs> In the Xfinity series, we both picked Noah Gregson to win. That did not happen. Should have. Uh, maybe
1: should have, but
2: you yeah. picked Riley Herbs as a value pick. I picked Austin Hill. Um, what happened to Riley Herbs?
0: He spun out in qualifying and had to go from the back.
2: Oh yeah, to and the then front, he had like a, he had penalty. Had a penalty. Yeah, yep.
1: yeah, yeah. I, I know I wasn't on uh, for the preview show, but I did pick Josh Berry to win this week, and I did pick Joe Lagano to win this week. So just throwing that out there. Okay, right, cool.
0: Take your victory lap. I, I don't even care to go back and look at the chat to see if you're right at this point. You can you can take your win. We need a we need to have something positive in this segment here. Yeah,
2: no <laughs> Um Uh Austin Hill finished six. And then in, uh, in our head to heads, I took Hill over Barry and I to be fair, did not think that it was Hill was necessarily a lot gonna do a lot better than Barry, but Hill was like plus one thirty, which is a, crazy in a heads up odds. But obviously didn't hit. And you picked Trevor Bain over Justin Allgaier, which I uh, mistakenly marked green because that also did not hit. <laughs> uh, although, to be fair, if Trevor Bain had avoided issues with of that race, who knows how he, if he could have won, but he had to go to the back uh, at least once while they had a good car all day. So he, he did run well. He did a realm. Well. we'll see if we continue to see him next year. I hope I so. I will
1: to see
0: him full time.
2: Yeah, I hope so.
0: You could definitely throw him in that, like, Nemechek, Heim, and Smith where, you know, maybe one of them or Trevor Bain ends up in the Gibbs car. We'll we'll see.
2: Uh, for the Cubs series, I picked William win. You picked Christopher Bell to win. At least my driver finished. Nice. Uh, for the value pick, you picked Noah Gregson. I picked Bubba Wallace. At least your driver finished. <laughs> uh, for Group A, we had Denny Hamlin... Christopher Bell, Chase Elliott, and Tyler Reddick. Uh, The winner of this one is Denny Hamlin. We both picked Christopher Bell. Uh, For Group B, Kyle Larson, Ross Chastain, William Byron, and Ryan Blaney. We both picked William Byron. Winner was Ross Chastain. Group C, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., Joey Logano, Bubba Wallace. Uh, We all picked Bubba Wallace. And it was, in fact, Kyle Bush. No, sorry, Joey Logano, because he won the race. Uh, and Group D, we actually picked someone different, Brandon. We picked someone different, so maybe we'll win this one. Chase Briscoe, I think you already know the answer to this question, is no, we didn't. Oh. Kevin Harvick, Daniel Suarez, and Austin Dillon, and Chase Briscoe was the highest finishing of the group.
0: I need to stop betting Las Vegas, because of my we history. We have betting never,
2: never track. We have never before gotten nothing right. But today, we've been close. We've been close. At the Glen, we only got a single head-to-head in the Xfinity series, right? Maybe we can um, uh, go
1: back and say I was telling the truth about who I picked in the chat. But
2: <laughs> we went a big O for here. But to be fair, that's our fault. We picked too much of the same group bets.
0: Man, um... Yeah, it was rough. Like Vegas, I had a horrible Vegas here back in 2020 when there was that yellow that came out and green flag pit stops. That was like a lot. That was at the time I wasn't betting as much as I did now. I think that was like over a thousand dollars swing. With that yellow, because that's was that that's the... more when I was starting out. That was the one where Bowman and Denny yeah, were going to cycle out to race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were going to cycle out and race for the win, and that yellow came out in the middle of the cycle, and that that screwed me. Like I went from winning around a thousand dollars to like losing eighteen or eight hundred. So like that was like an eighteen hundred dollars swing because one of, of those, a yellow flag.
1: One of those two drivers is never going to drive a stock car again. So oh! <laughs>
0: We shouldn't be laughing about that, but Listen, listen, they have Blake Harris coming. Like I know I know you're upset and you're preparing for the worst, but I don't think they'd be announcing that Blake Harris is Alex
2: Bowman's crew chief next year. Of course year. they would. He they can they couldn't announce that he was gonna be at, they couldn't go Blake Harris to crew chief of the forty eight next year because everyone would go, Why does it say forty eight and not Alex?
0: Listen, I think I think there's a chance he'll be back for Phoenix, and uh, hopefully that's the case. And if not, uh, that's that's something I don't really think. Did we did we touch on that? Was that out when we did the the preview show? I don't remember the, the the Blake the the Harris news with Bowman. I don't, I know don't if think so. Out. I don't think. Yeah, so. that's um, that's hell a sneaky, fire. sneaky, oh, sneaky. Hell good. A, hell,
2: I don't even. I don't think it's sneaky good. I don't yeah, think it's you good. Could, I don't think you it could it's to someone who's paying attention obviously like my dad no idea who he is so it means nothing i could even tell my dad oh he's michael mcdowell's crew chief my dad will probably go what car does he drive but to the people that pay attention to people that, are, that care about who the, someone's crew chief is i don't think there could be a more high profile realistically higher in terms of what kind of impact they could bring i mean to say michael mcdowell's in the middle of a career season could not be a bigger understatement Uh, whoever
0: in the races that he was out on suspension were some of the worst races he's had all year. Yeah, it it is a hell of a hire. It'll be very
1: interesting to see what driver ends up benefiting.
2: (laughs) I was gonna say, whoever is driving to 48 next year, uh, I expect very, very big things from them.
0: Mm -hmm. So that will be something to keep an eye on.
2: Kind Um, of devastating for Michael McDowell, to be honest.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I'd. uh... Like It really just yeah. came out of the blue by the sound yeah. of it. I don't think anybody expected that to happen I, I, it's, it's, you
1: know. Joking about Bowman's future aside, as I am a depressed Alex Bowman fan, uh, he's going to be back in the car next year. And him and Greg have a great relationship, but I mean, I don't think Alex could even deny how much of an upgrade this truly is going to be for him next year.
0: I mean, it's on the surface i would agree
1: rick rick like, made a great move or whoever was in charge of this hire i should say jeff gordon move. yeah was, i don't want to put move.
2: like too much expectations unduly on someone who might not even be in the car next year but maybe you know wins are hard to come by so the win number isn't career setting out whatever i expect career setting numbers in basically every other statistic <laughs> Yeah, I, And I think clo- not meeting in that, or at least being damn close, is borderline failure. The car should be is...
1: more consistent. That's the, That's been the issue under V.I. No, it has
2: been the issue.
1: There's weeks where they're out for lunch, and it's like, you know, people out there on Twitter are always talking about how Bowman's the weakest link at the team, which, you know, may or may not be true. But, I mean, you can't deny he's also got the worst cruise chief situation. So, it, you know
0: he might be the worst like the weakest link on that team but at the same time with how they were running before he got injured that was probably like a definitely a top 10 you could really make yeah, the right, argument they were listen, top five speed in that first round listen like,
2: someone someone has to be the weakest link in that team yeah so
0: right <laughs> but when <laughs> your weakest link yeah when your
1: weakest link is alex bowman you're doing a good job as an organization
0: you got four four strong teams there, and adding Blake Harris is definitely gonna, gonna improve them.
1: It's gonna improve the entire organization yeah,
0: yeah. that's that's for sure. but uh what do you have our final thoughts besides uh the crew chief situation on the forty eight car
2: Oh, uh, I don't know if we said this earlier, but race is official race race is official, so fortunately, no. No losing the win for Joey Logano, but our friend Mocha probably should go to Phoenix.
0: Yeah, uh, stats, man. Mocha's been to probably more races than I feel like any of us so far this year, and Joey Logano has a 4.6 average finish, I believe, when I calculated earlier. So we will let you know if Mocha is going to Phoenix, because if he is going to Phoenix, uh, definitely hammer the Joey Logano top five bet and probably the championship bet. That would be my guess. Uh, Definitely working out for him right now this year. Uh, Jeremy, any final thoughts? Yeah, just, you know, we'll see what Homestead
1: brings. I'm hoping for Cole Custer to go out there and, uh, you know, maybe he'll throw up two birds, one for Tony and one for NASCAR.
0: For Tony, I don't know how Tony would feel about that. He'd be happy somebody won, but at the same time, he'd probably be like, crap, I have to to keep this kid in the car now, so... (laughs) Hey, Cole Custer, you only got a couple races left in the year, but it does sound like you're racing for a job. So, Homestead uh, actually runs well there. Best um, track
1: for him to have. Yeah, in the doesn't,
0: doesn't have the results, but kind of similar to Chase at Las Vegas until today, where I feel like he should have a lot of good runs here and no good finishes. Today, not the case. Cole Custer, kind of the same at Homestead. He showed speed here. Does have an Xfinity Series win here, so knows how to get around the place. Uh, big week for him next week. Definitely needs to step up. As for me, my final thought: um, Please don't make me play the clown music again. Just NASCAR, give us give us a good, clean week. Homestead's a great track. I'm sure the racing is going to be even better than it is at was at Las Vegas this past weekend. Just don't make me do it. Let me let me put it aside and not have to use it for a long time. That's all I ask. But that'll do it for this episode of the Bernie Breakdown. We will be back to preview Homestead here in a couple of days, and I'm sure we'll have some type of news on the Bubba Wallace situation, and maybe we'll get some information on what's going on with the Cold Custer-Sewer-Haas appeal for what happened at the Roval. But until next time, guys, thanks for listening. Brandon Monroe here. Thanks for listening to the Bernie Breakdown. Remember to keep listening to us on your favorite podcasting platform. And remember to follow us at Bernie Breakdown on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and all of our other social media platforms.